I am the genie of the podcast, and you get one wish. Oh, that's an easy one. I wish their Discord server was free to join. Wish granted. That's right. You guys and gals asked for it, and we did it. Our Discord server is now free to join. That's right. You get to come be a part of the best gaming community out there. You'll find the link in the episode description and over on our website at multiplayerpodcast.com. Now, I know what you're thinking. We do definitely still need your support. All right. So if you love the podcast, if you love what we're doing and you are just thinking to yourself, this is awesome. I really want to support these guys. Head over to MultiplayerSquad.com. That's where you can help support the show. You do get some awesome perks, but more importantly, you get our eternal gratitude. All right. Now enjoy the episode and we'll see you on our Discord server. Hey everyone, and thank you for listening to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are a couple of dads that love to get together and talk about gaming. We always keep our conversations family-friendly, so if you are in the car with your kids, it's a great show for you and for them. And every Thursday, we like to release what we call a This Week in Gaming episode, where we break down whatever we've been playing lately over the last week. We talk about updates in games, you know, any kind of news story that dropped here over the last seven days. And I am your host, Paul. I am the Robin of Loxley, if you will, of the podcast. And with me, I have my little John, or as you guys know him, it's Josh. I was wondering who you were going to throw me out as there. <laughs> I, I, like Friar Tuck? Isn't Friar Tuck one of those? He right? is. Is it little mm-hmm. John? Man, I have not seen Robin Hood. In, as long as you didn't call me the sheriff. You know, oh, okay. that, that was yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I would have been upset by that, because I am definitely not a lawmaker. <laughs> Very true. So, yes, the Robin Hood references will come into play here in just a minute. But if you are new to the podcast, we're really excited to have you here with us. If you've been listening for a while, you know, have have you uh, left a review for the podcast? Have you rated us five stars? Because if not, we shame would love if you, you guys could get on. No, that. no, no. Shame on you. <laughs> oh, Josh, <laughs> Josh no, is going to shame no, you. No, no, we'd love you to. If you've been listening for this long and you haven't left us a review... Throw them in the shackles, yeah. <laughs> get your tomatoes and your cabbage. <laughs> We're putting you on notice. All right. So, yeah, we would love for you guys to help support the show. And also, if you want to, head on over to MultiplayerSquad.com, where you can become a Patreon supporter. You know, we are an independent podcast. And so if you'd like to help support the show to keep it running financially, you know, the 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 show does require some minor expenses. So, you know, consider tipping your podcaster. And you can do that at MultiplayerSquad.com. I feel like we need the Tip the Witcher music just inserted right there, Paul. <laughs> there you go. Same way that the Witcher will not do any job unless he gets paid. We need to get paid for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there goes our beach trip, Paul. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know we had one on the calendar. All right. So a couple of news stories here this week. The first thing that you and I, I think, are most excited to talk about is that there is a brand new game that released. It actually officially releases tomorrow for us at the time of recording. By the time this comes out, the game is already released. But there is a little game called Hood Outlaws and Legends, which is kind of like a competitive multiplayer dark version of Robin Hood, which is why the references came out. But Josh, this has been on our radar for quite some time. What, what do you think about Hood? I 
This game looks, it's really got my interest peaked. I'll be honest with you. It's one of those things where when I saw the initial gameplay, I was not impressed. And then I watched a like much more significant breakdown you know, where the developer kind of takes you through all of the different stages of a match and, you know, the the strategies and stuff like that. And the game works as a PvPVE game, which we mm-hmm. are fans of. We've been talking about scavengers. We've talked about the cycle in the past. Like, this is a genre that we're really hoping to see catch on. And this game is that. So basically, the premise is, is that you are fighting another team but you also have to account for and deal with, you know, the NPCs or the PVE element as well. Um, I, I'm intrigued and I kind of want to play it, to be honest with you, because it's a four person squad game. You are up against one other four person squad. So that's kind of a neat take because most PVP games have multiple squads of people. So I kind of like that intimate aspect of like it's just your team versus their team you're not getting third partied you're not you know getting ganked by you know four other squads or something like that so i really like that aspect of it so yeah i I mean there's there's fighting it's there's like melee combat there's assassins there's classes there's finding vaults and or keys to the vaults and then trying to extract and there's a lot going on man Yeah, it's kind of a clever concept for a game. So Josh kind of went over a little bit of the gameplay, but basically the setting is during the time of Robin Hood and, you know, kind of like the King Arthur years. And basically as a team, you are going into a castle keep with the intent of pulling off a heist. You are trying to find the city's vault. And in order to do that, you have to first get the key off of the sheriff and then you have to go get the loot and then extract it. So basically, the two teams are simultaneously trying to get the key and get to the vault and then extract, but you can lay traps for the other team. Or if they have already gotten to the loot first, well, now you're going to go fight them at the extraction. And one of the things that I think will keep a game like this fresh is the fact that there are some procedurally generated elements. So you can't just memorize the map. I don't think it'll be a team immediately running to the extraction and waiting It's actually procedurally generated, so you don't know where it'll all be, but you have to do a little bit of PvP while also focusing on the PvE, which is really a sweet spot that we love. And the game's 30 bucks, so it's a little bit cheaper than a major release. Yeah, which I like a lot. I mean, especially if you're going to try to get like four friends into this to to have a full squad, not being $60 is really nice. Um, Part of what I saw that I thought was cool too is you know you have to like loot this key off of the sheriff but the sheriff is this like hulking behemoth of a knight in this He's a one big dude. yeah and and it's like you have a few ways that you can try to get the key off of him you can use your assassin to which can go invisible which is a cool skill to try to like pickpocket the key off of the sheriff I guess you can straight up just try to like beat him down and t- you know take it off of his corpse but it seems like there's a lot of different ways that you can approach these levels. Um, they showed you like breaking into the vault and trying to loot everything. And, you know, you have to avoid guards and stuff like that. But the whole time, you know that the enemy team is working against you as well. Um, I, Like I said, I'm kind of anxious to play this. I, I, 
I had kind of mixed feelings at first because it looked really cool. And then I went, if they don't get the balance right in this game, it's going to be a disaster. Right? Like, that's the biggest worry. Yeah, yeah, that's honestly it because the gameplay looks cool. The characters look neat. There's individual skills. You can level them up and unlock new skills and stuff like that. So I, I love like the progression tree that they've kind of demoed a little bit. But if this game turns into one squad is just going to sit at the extraction point and try to gank you know, gank you as soon as you do all of the work to loot the key, break into the vault, and all that, this game's going to suck because it's just going to be a lot of like sitting around for one team and another team doing all of the work and then just getting jumped on. Um, I, I would like to think that they've built in ways around that. And if they have, then I'm in, man, because this is this <laughs> game looks great. Yeah, I would kind of describe it as almost like a Left for Dead kind of game, except you just have two teams that can fight each other while doing the objective. And the other thing that's kind of neat is that all of the combat is with bows and crossbows and a flail. These are all like the medieval type weapons. And maybe all of these years of us getting into bow fights in Rust, maybe it'll serve us well. Maybe we'll have a leg up on some people because there's no guns. This is not hit scan. You're going to have to be able to shoot bows and crossbows. Yeah, and the 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 different classes thing. I I've said it a few times, but you have like your big tank guy that's got a giant warhammer. You've got your assassin that can go invisible and sneak up on people. You've got I I think they call it a ranger. I forget that, you know, but you've got your archer yeah, class. You've got your um like cleric. I forget what they called it, but Yeah, know, they called it a mystic. A mystic? And yeah, they're running around with a flail, which the for flail crowd looks control, gnarly, while healing your teammates. Yeah. yeah, and so everybody's got skills. They've got like, I, I, you know, if you have to actually work as a team and your abilities complement each other to where you know I can find the class that I like and you can find the class that you like and we can mesh really well, I think that's going to raise it up a lot as far as the fun factor goes because that's that's really cool to find the class that you like find the niche in the group that you fit well you know maybe you like this class but you're not good at it you know so but you're way better at this other class and it's like i like that dynamic especially since it's a four-player squad yeah being able to tinker and switch back and forth will be great the one thing that does worry me is that when you play a game like this if one person goes afk or if they disconnect then you're kind of at a huge disadvantage, especially when it's a little more competitive like this. So I think it'll lend itself really well to pre-made groups with matchmaking. That could be a little bit of a frustration over time. We'll have to wait and see. But I have good news for everyone out there. We have a free Discord. So if you want to find squads, you can join our Discord. The link's in the podcast description. And you can find a group and play to play with. And so I think that'll really be key. I think if you have a good core group of people, I think the game will be a blast. I love that it's 30 bucks. I know you and I are going to buy it and check it out. We will cover it on the podcast at some point. We're trying to tinker with the order. So I love how the one time I actually did announce on our Discord, I said, we are definitely doing... I know. I said, we're doing Resident Evil Village, and then we are doing Satisfactory. And now we're already like, hmm... Maybe let's squeeze Hood Outlaws and Legends in here first and let's push back Satisfactory. I, I'm kind of leaning that way, although Satisfactory is a great game. Like, Hood is new. It looks exciting. 
if it's not, then it's like, ooh, can you know, can we trash it for an hour and talk about how bad that it is? Like, I don't know, yeah. but I, I, I kind of uh, lean it towards that. Like, I love squad based games. So yeah, we'll we'll see. I know we <laughs> we had some people that were like, finally a satisfactory episode, and it's like, yeah. well, <laughs> it might get pushed back just a week or well, two weeks in this case for the deep dive episodes. Those are every other week. Yeah, the the last thing I'll say is my last hesitation. I love stealth games, and I love squad based games. I don't know that I'm gonna love squad based stealth because a lot of this game is stealth. If you get the wrong people who just want to troll your group, it, it might be for a rough match. So I'm going to reserve judgment, but I have very high expectations. Yeah, I I need to watch some more gameplay. I know they're streaming it on Twitch and stuff like that. So I, I, I did see a 30-second snippet while I was perusing some other stuff. And I did see where they had gotten into a fight. And if you die, you can respawn, which is nice. Yeah, um, and yeah. so that lends itself to me thinking that fighting in this game is going to be much more of like a drawn out longer affair kind of thing, which is good in my opinion. I, I don't think it would lend itself well to like you die and then you're out for the match kind of thing. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely check it out. Uh, I just, I hope it's as good as it looks. Yeah, I, I feel exactly the same way. All right. Second news story of the week is that the Nintendo Switch, which is Josh's favorite console, it has passed 84 million sales. The Switch is still rolling forward. If you guys haven't listened to our last bonus round episode, we did a tournament on best console. Josh basically lost his mind when Todd and I picked the Switch over the PS4. But yeah, the Nintendo okay. Switch, I'm enormously still losing popular. my mind over that one. <laughs> I mean, I it's just I, hey. I can respect the Switch. It's not the console for me just because I don't do portable like mobile gaming, but my wife loves it. My kids love it. My friends love it. I I mean, you know, if everybody around you seems crazy, then maybe they're not the crazy (laughs) ones, right? Yeah. (laughs) I'm not crazy. You're all crazy. Yeah. So what I loved is that we got some awesome news for the Switch. I don't know if you're excited about this at all since you don't play a whole lot of Switch. I play our Switch quite a bit. We finally got Pokemon Snap and my kids have been playing it and we've been kind of cracking out on Resident Evil. So I'm letting them use the Switch right now. When I'm done with Resident Evil, I'm going to finally get into Pokemon Snap. But there was an announcement for a new game, or if you want to call it a game, it's more of a of a program that's coming out called Game Builder Garage. I think this is a game changer for the Switch. It looks super cool. I'll be honest with you. I had no idea this thing even existed until this announcement. And then it, it basically what this game is, is it's a game that lets you invent and make games. It's just a game engine. Yeah. For it, Switch. It provides you every like programming tool you could want in a simplified fashion with a good tutorial to show you how to use this stuff. And then what they do is they show you like how simple it is and anybody can make this guy jump and place obstacles, but then they kind of ramp it up to the next level. They give you a couple more demos and then they just crank this meter up to like a thousand and they start showing you 
all of these different game types that they can make. I mean, shooters, space shooters, side scrollers, platformers. Uh, like, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And that's when you go like, whoa, like, can you really do all of that with this, the garage builder thing? Like, this is incredible. Yeah. You know what's better than 100 developers for a Switch? Yeah, 1 million. 84 million yeah, of them, exactly. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> you can create games. You'll be able to share them. You know, I think one of the best things that Nintendo ever did with the Mario games was Mario Maker. I have been hailing Mario Maker for years. I loved it so much. When you let the community get creative and make these ridiculous and crazy and wild levels in Mario, and the fact that they force you to beat the level, and then you can upload it, and then you can just download and play unlimited content. You never run out of Mario levels to play. It was fantastic. Overwatch gave the keys to the community. People came up with some amazing ways to play Overwatch. You know, modes that look like Smash Brothers, and you've got these ridiculous... uh parkour matches which you hate josh but if you like them you love them and and i just love the fact that you're gonna have awesome stuff come out on the switch because of this game builder garage i could not be more excited for it it's uh, honestly i was super impressed the demo that they gave on the game just go watch it if you're listening go watch it. it it's it's pretty incredible and it makes it very very accessible um you know i hear programming and i think like dude that's beyond me i don't have the patience for this you know who wants to spend hours upon hours trying to learn this stuff it, but like i said the interface nintendo's knocked this out of the park in my opinion and you're right if you start getting 84 million people making games like sure a lot of them are going to be terrible but you know even if you get you know 2% Right of amazing games, Nintendo's already said, "Hey, we're this is the whole point is we want you guys to make these games. They're gonna throw them out there. You're gonna wind up with some pretty incredible stuff. Like the graphics are really good in this too. Like that's one thing that I was fairly impressed with. Also, is they're showing the different characters in the graphics and they look great. You know, it's not some cheesy little like oh piddly, you know, easy to program thing. So yeah, I." I, you know, I'm I'm super excited to see it and to try it. Now, I'll be honest, I probably don't have the patience to sit there and do all of this game design type stuff. I'm more in it that I want to play the games that other people make. <laughs> right. Which is fine. You know, like, right. That's great. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, by buying this, I get access to every game that people make. So I'm okay with that, too. You know, my kids might piddle around with making some stuff, but that's good for them, too. So... Yeah, you know, one of my sons is really into programming, and he does a ton of stuff through Unreal. And I've been able to just watch him grow and learn how these things work, and he produces these games. Anytime he gets allowance, he immediately just asks me to go buy some bundle of textures or modules that he can use in Unreal. And this is exactly the kind of stuff that he loves to do, even at a young age. So I love the fact that it can be educational it can be fun. It's unlimited content for us. It's almost like lazy developing for them. They're kind of like, well, here are the tools. You do the developing for us. But I think everyone's happier in the end. I, I really do think this is a really great tool. I, I I can't wait to just fast forward a year or two and see what comes out on it. It's It's very exciting. Yeah. And this comes out, I think they said it's either June or July. So it's not far away either. Yeah. So at least we don't have to wait forever. I- like. 
Dude, Cyberpunk or some of these other games. I love. Thank you, Nintendo. Everybody should do this. I've said it before. If you're going to release a game, announce it a month or two at most before it's ready to release. Stop with the six month to year long hype stuff, man. I love the fact that it's like, hey, we just learned about this today, and this game's going to be available in like a month or two at most. Yeah, absolutely. It's the best way to do it. It's one of the happiest surprises, and you get to get the immediate excitement, and then everyone just goes and gets to buy it. And you don't have to suffer through the delays, which we've had so many during the COVID pandemic. And, you know, the the fact you don't even have to wait very long is pretty great. Yeah, and, and this really shows how far programming's come. Like, I took programming classes in high school, and it was all C++ and stuff in QBasic, where you're just typing text. This is pretty simple. You know, you get blocks, and you connect them, and you just change the options. And I think it'll be very accessible. It It sounds maybe like a lot to a lot of people, but even when you just watch the tutorial that they take you through... They really ramp it up at a nice clip where you learn how it functions before they unlock everything. And for a lot of people who already program, I think it'll be very natural. They'll be able to to step right in. Yeah. Get creative. Yeah. All right. Well, at this point, we're going to take a quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. This episode of the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast is brought to you by the Blizzard Gear Store by Fanatics. If you're a long-term listener of the show, you know how much we love Blizzard games here. We even have Overwatch as our number one game on our leaderboard. And I've got great news for you guys out there. You can actually help support our show by purchasing Blizzard gear through MultiplayerPodcast.com forward slash Blizzard store. There is clothing for men, women, and children. There's collectibles, toys, so much stuff to browse through and look at. I was taking a look and saw you can order a replica of Genji Sword that you can hang on your wall. There's Lego sets, Diva onesies. What more could you guys want? So please check it out at MultiplayerPodcast.com forward slash Blizzard Store. Now back to the show. All right, and we are back. All right, so Josh, I saw one news story that I thought you would be pretty interested in because you famously love card-based video games you love card mechanics i do and we've talked a little I also bit like card tricks card Magic tricks is great paul so. <laughs> <laughs> josh is a part-time magician on the side hey, I, hey you have to admit i have one of the best card tricks that you've seen uh i don't remember ever seeing a card trick oh, what's, what's right, your card well, next trick? Time, next poker night i'll i'll remind you oh, okay yeah i i legitimately do not remember maybe yeah. i will as soon as you show me yes but I'll have to see it. All right. So we have talked a little bit about Back for Blood, which is made by the same people who made Left for Dead. Let's be honest. It's just Left for Dead (laughs) modern. But I thought this was really interesting. They introduced a card mechanic, which I wasn't really totally expecting. But did you find this interesting, Josh? Is this up your alley? It's Dude, the fact that you can flick cards at zombies' heads and slice (laughs) right into them is incredible. (laughs) This is not how it works. (laughs) No. You've seen people slice a banana. Watch what these cards can do to zombies. No, this isn't Gambit. Uh, But uh, yeah, so I think this system looks super cool. They, They did a really good job of at least hyping it up, you know, in the in the demo that they did. 
So they've been touting this game director over and over and over again. So what they're, what they're saying is, is that when you go to start a new level or a new mission or whatever it is they're calling them, the game director will actually deal out, I think it's like four cards, right? And those four cards are going to change a lot of things for that mission. They're going to, make the monsters harder. They're going to turn the electricity out. They're going to make the zombies poisonous. You know, there's any number of, you know, they, they made it seem like there's just dozens and dozens of these things, these modifiers that are going to change the mission. And you don't know what you're going to get. Like, that's the beauty of it, right? Is it's just, you sign up and then the game director goes, here's my cards. These are all the modifiers. And then your group will say, okay, cool. Well, we're going to play our cards now. And each yeah. character gets to choose the cards that they want to play. And again, I think you get to play like three cards. Um, and, and so it's this really neat aspect of like, you don't know what you're going to get. This is thrown at you. Now try to adapt to that based on the cards that you have, which I really, really like. And if you think about it from a longevity standpoint, because let's be honest, one of the complaints that we had when we reviewed Left 4 Dead 2 was, I mean... You know, granted that game's been out for a long time, but the gameplay loop gets repetitive fairly quickly, right? And so in this yeah, case, I think they're adding a very neat layer of progression to where you will earn more cards as you play that are going to allow you to have cool things that you can do for your own character, interact with your group and stuff like that. I, I thought it was super cool. Yeah, and they also said in the trailer... And if you don't really want to worry about the cards, there are pre-built decks. And so if you don't, if you just want to jump in and just shoot zombies, they'll still let you do it. But if you want to jump in and have progression between matches where you earn these cards and you build a deck and you tinker with it, I think it does add a lot to the, the, the life cycle of the game. It'll make the matches different, but you still have a little bit of control over it. And I thought that that was kind of neat. So it's not just the AI playing these cards you get to play them in response so they had shown some examples like maybe if you kill an enemy with fire then it replenishes some of your ammo and so it'll kind of change how you play that match and i think making it more customizable it's just gonna last a lot longer and be more interesting yeah i think so for sure like that was one example they gave was like the pyromancer card they had another one where your secondary weapons never run out of ammo but they reload 20% <laughs> yeah. slower is kind of the trade-off. But they were saying, like, you might get a match where all of the zombies are, like, armored. And so you need unlimited ammo to take them down because otherwise you're going to be hosed, right? Like, so it's like, you know, these are the kind of trade-offs and, and adjustments that you need to make. So they, they gave a bunch of examples. But, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm in on that, man. I love that system. I mean, the, it's neat. They gave a lot they kind of showed a screen with it like fading out with the cards and it looked like there was just a lot of them. So, you know, it doesn't really do a lot of good if there's like eight to 12 cards and you're kind of like, this is kind of lame, but if you have hundreds of options, I I think that's a great way to keep the gameplay fresh and add progression to a game that by nature tends to be a little bit repetitive. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And then we have another news story here that I thought was a little perplexing. I'm not entirely sure what your thoughts are on this, Josh. We haven't really talked about it yet. But Warzone has released some tweets, and apparently they are adding 
John McClane and John Rambo into Call of Duty Warzone. <laughs> what is this? Why why are we trying to add pop culture icons into a battle royale and we already see this in Fortnite. Why is Warzone trying to copy Fortnite? This okay. is kind of wild. First of all, I'm a huge fan of John McClane. I'm a huge fan of John Rambo. These Die Hard and the Rambo series are both... That's my childhood, man. You know, I'm yeah, all yeah, about yeah. that pop culture. Honestly, like, I love it. Here's the problem. You, you're you just copying Fortnite. And Warzone is not Fortnite. You no, know, it's like just a totally people that game. play Warzone are probably not playing Fortnite a whole lot as well. Like, unless you're just a fan of the battle royale genre in general, you know, we've picked on Fortnite. We like Warzone. But it's like, dude, every week, literally every week, I feel like it's at least once or twice a week, I see like gaming news that they're adding a new character to Fortnite. It's this new skin, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, uh, Predator, Thanos, Predator, Wick. right? I mean, yeah. the list just goes on and on and on to where I'm numb to it. And I just go like, who cares? Like, it's just a skin, you know, like right. it doesn't change the gameplay or anything like that. And so for Warzone to try to do that, it's just number one, it's a huge money grab, in my opinion. Like, they're not even hiding it. It's a direct ripoff of what Fortnite is doing. I don't really see any purpose to this other than that we want to sell these skins to people and make money off of them. I mean, at least they picked cool characters because, like I said, I do like both of those characters. But. Like running around in a war zone map, seeing a bunch of John McClane's running around, like that's just kind of weird. <laughs> it's very weird. That's what I don't understand. Like, first of all, you know me, Josh. I could not care less about cosmetics and games. I always rock with the basic outfit that you get to start the game, or I will maybe buy one if there is free currency that you earn in the game. I'll buy whatever looks the goofiest. So I'm I am a fan of those. Like my McCree in overwatch has got the giant yellow suit you know that he wears but in warzone you're not often seeing your enemy your enemy isn't really looking at you if you can change outfits it doesn't really matter and that game's just all based on the gunplay and winning the match i don't know who really cares fortnite i get it it's more about goofing around with your friends, doing the emotes, doing the dances, talking about how each other looks. You know, my son runs around in a giant banana suit that makes him look like he's seven feet tall, you know, because it's hilarious. And that makes sense to me for Fortnite. I don't really get it for Warzone. I don't know who's going to care. I know we're not the audience. Maybe there is. I mean, clearly, you look at Fortnite, they made, what was it? The the numbers came out this week with the Epic and the Apple lawsuit. Oh, yeah. You know, Fortnite's made $9 trillion in the last seven <laughs> days. And so everyone wants to copy it. I get it. I just think it's weird to try to put it in Warzone. I, I honestly could not care less about this. Yeah. And they've done operators. You know, that's not new operators in Warzone is not... You know, that's not new to Warzone. But these operators, like, have always fit into the story. And the skins are pretty cool, right? Like, I mean, you know, you got the... I'll be honest, I'm going to sound dumb here, but it's like Ghost. I think it was Ghost that was introduced. The guy with all the, you know, the skull painted on his face. Um, You know, they've been looping in Cold War and stuff like that. You know, so there's always been these new operators. And it's fine. Like you said, nobody sees you because the second you see somebody, you're shooting at them. 
You know, exactly. like it's not you're not sitting there and being like, "Oh, look at that John McClane skin." Oh, look, Forrest Gump's running yeah, through like, the oh, middle that's of the map. Cool. Like, I'm not gonna care. like I, it's just it just doesn't <laughs> fit, in my opinion. It doesn't it doesn't add anything to the game. All it is is, "Hey, we want your money, and so here's a skin to sell you." Yeah, but it just seems like it doesn't fit the the like the storyline. It doesn't fit the the like the theme you know the, the atmosphere of the game in general right, it doesn't yeah. fit yeah so, i don't know i mean if you want the john McClane skin or the john rambo skin like i said power to you it's just for for us we've never been really into cosmetics anyway and it's just an odd thing for them to try to do it seems very transparent to me <laughs> yeah I mean, hey, it's a business, and if it works, good for them. I just know they're not going to get any of my money for <laughs> cosmetic yeah. pop culture icons in, in Warzone. All right. Well, that is it. We are out of time here for today. So that's all we have for this week in gaming. Just as a reminder, you know, come join our Discord for free. Come hang out with me and Josh. You can talk to other people who love the show. Come find groups for games. You know, take a look there. And also, if you want to help support the show, you can do that at MultiplayerSquad.com. We will be back with our next full hour episode on Monday, where we will be covering Resident Evil Village. We will be deep diving that, giving all of our thoughts about it. And then apparently after that, I think we're going to do Hood, Outlaws, and Legends. And then at some point, Satisfactory. So if you'd like to play the games before we cover them, maybe you can give those a glance over in the meantime. And then we'll see you guys again on Monday. And if you were looking forward to Satisfactory, just blame Hood Outlaws and Legends for releasing. <laughs> yes. At the worst. Go ahead possible. and at Hood Outlaws <laughs> yes. and Legends. Let them know. <laughs> it's all, all their fault.